0: Of the darkness and into the light it's the this woman knows podcast hey everybody welcome back to another episode of the this woman knows podcast i am your host lisa n alexander today i have the um, honor to speak with chris wright she is this amazing entrepreneur and chris is going to share with us her journey what she's learned uh, about becoming an entrepreneur and this thing that she discovered called intellectual capital It's the thing that first, first generation entrepreneurs don't necessarily have, don't have the benefit of. And so we're going to talk about what, um, what intellectual capital is, how to get it, how she can help. And so this episode is for all my budding entrepreneurs. Those of you that have been in the thick of it for a while, please enjoy this conversation with Chris and I, as we talk about first gen entrepreneurship and intellectual capital. All right, everybody. Please help me welcome Chris Wright of Catch Chris to the This Woman Knows podcast show.
1: Welcome, Chris. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lisa.
0: So I am so happy to be having this conversation with you. Um, this has been a long time in the in, in the makes, right? We've been talking about Richard. doing this, and we've known each other for has it been almost a decade? It has been. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah. So really at least eight years.
0: At least eight. So it's been it's it has it has been a minute. So um I'll I met Chris at an event I was co-hosting with another um Houston business owner. And I will never never forget her and her sister because they came dressed up as the minions. <laughs> I just never forgot them. From that point. So when we met at that event, tell me where you were in your entrepreneurship journey. Where were you? I
1: still confused. I wasn't even sure. I wanted to be an entrepreneur at that point. <laughs> that event was my little sister pushing me. I mean, and I'm talking about push is shoving. This isn't even a push. She done created my business card. She done created my first logo, printed everything out, Mm. got us tickets to the event and said, Mm. you're going.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. And who's the eldest sister? Who's the eldest?
1: (laughs) I'm the eldest (laughs) sister. So, you know, I mean, just imagine for me, this is my baby sister. As far as I'm concerned, this has always been my baby sister. She's still my baby sister. So this is my baby sister just swearing up and down. She has the answer. She knows what direction I need to go in. Mm. You know, she has heard a word from the good Lord upstairs. She is certain. And I am like, girl, listen, there is security in a nine to five job, like health insurance. Like I may not be happy with my job, but health insurance is a is good a thing. thing. Yes. Ray.
0: And so shout out to Ray. Drank. Shout out <laughs> to Ray. We love you. Um, yeah. I'm sure she's listening. Ray, we love you. And so you and Ray are, and we were just talking about this. You're not technically first generation entrepreneurs. You have a parent who also and we talked about this ventured into entrepreneurship and what we'll call it self-employed.
1: Exactly. We'll
0: exactly. say that he was self-employed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so good even what he does, you can't take that away. Some people are, there's a whole book about, um, there are people that who are good tacticians. They're good at what they do, but that doesn't necessarily make them a good business person. Right. They're just good bakers. They know how to make one phenomenal peach cobbler. Mm-hmm. And it will, it will have you sacrificing all the things to get the peach cobbler, right? All of that. But then how to expand, how to buy, get the best price for materials. They don't know how to do that. All they know how to do is put the love and make this a same, amazing peach cobbler. Exactly. And so um, th- that's kind of what you experienced. And so you and I have had this conversation before on what it is to be the first entrepreneur in your family and not have the benefit of networks resources you don't come from wealth you know you 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 don't you don't know what you don't know but you know that um this there's this call and this pull to entrepreneurship because the foolishness and folly that you see on a 9 to 5 you go life cannot be this 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 cannot be life now not we are not knocking 9 to 5s because 401k's and insurance and a check on the 1st and the 15th is a beautiful thing and not everybody is called to uh, you I think you have to be somewhat certifiable to venture off into entrepreneurship
1: Oh indeed indeed <laughs> in fact 76% of entrepreneurs report that they have a mental health situation So yes, in in real life, we are we just diving off the cliff and no parachute. Consistently, not even right, repeatedly and consistently. (laughs) We are, and
0: there's um one of my favorite podcasts is, and the name escapes me. Why does that's what happens when you're a woman over fifty all of a sudden things just you know you got a really good thought and then it just goes off into the wilderness. But he was I just leaves. But he does Masters of Scale is the name of the podcast. The founder, he um the host of the podcast is one of the founders of LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman. Now it all comes back to me. And he often says in his podcast, you know, that as entrepreneurs we are we are building the plane while we're flying. Yes. Which is kind of like what entrepreneur you're you're learning as you're building the thing and you go. And so but when it comes to and we won't even say necessarily people of color, because I I really want to. This is a. Socioeconomic thing here, this isn't necessarily because you can be red, purple, blue, green, yellow, orange, black, white, blue striped polka dot. You can be anywhere on the, on the LGBTQ. It it does not matter at this point. It's about economics, socioeconomics, and where you fall and whether or not you have access to networks, whether you or not you have access to information. And so
1: yes. Yes. You that have
0: is- this thing where you call it is the is it information? Ca- the tell me what what, what your pro- what your product is called. I don't want to call uh, it wrong.
1: I am spreading intellectual capital to those who weren't meant to have it. That... Should I give you three buckets? So our intellectual capital its usually used as a measurement for our business, but I encourage entrepreneurs to remember that you yourself are an entire business. Uh, so we've got two measurements of your business itself and then as you as a CEO, So there are three buckets under it you have your uh human capital so that's the expertise and the knowledge that is existing in your in your business and then within yourself then you have your structural capital is the second bucket those are our processes our procedures everything that is necessary to put that human capital to work again as a business it is processes our policies our manuals all of that but then also as an individual ceo We got to learn about ourselves, how we move, and what's the best structure to put behind us in order to make sure that we can exercise that knowledge. And then that third one, that's the biggest elusive one for first-generation entrepreneurs. That's our relational capital. That's the goodwill that we have earned. And for other entrepreneurs who have families that have been building this goodwill for two, three generations... Their their relational capital starts out high to begin with. For first-generation entrepreneurs, shoot, we start from zip. (laughs) We start from, well, and to be fair, do we start from zip? Because I think that sometimes we tend to undervalue the relationships that we have built along the way. Our doctor is a connection, right? Right. Our pastors, our connections, our teachers, those programs we were in. Now tapping into that is a whole nother thing. It don't mean we ain't got it. (laughs) How you tap into it? But yeah, those are the three buckets. I've had to. Because I didn't know what I didn't know on the knowledge side, now I've got to double back and implement something different. I told my clients one thing, they're used to me doing business one way. Well, no, that's not the way business is actually done. So let me double back (laughs) and put in that structural. But then even on the relationship side, I had been a reporter for years. I've been building relationships since I was 14 years old. But in the business world, there's a there's a difference, you know, from being a reporter and already walking in with that authority, right? I am a reporter with the and Telegraph. I am a reporter with the Commercial Appeal. I am a reporter with the Associated Press. So as soon as I, I walk in, I'm used to, like, put some respect on my name, particularly because I was good at what I did, right? In business, though, there was no respect. And I don't do well with disrespect, and like folks kept disrespecting my gangster and my my you know structural capital as a human being as a CEO had not yet built up to be able to tolerate such disrespect, right? And so there were certain things that I may have I may have came off a little bit more abrasive than necessary, right? And then there's even when I was working with you on the board, taking on opportunities that I ain't had no business doing. I'm just looking at the fact that ain't nobody putting no respect on my name. And if I'm on a board, maybe finally they'll put some respect on my name. Well, girl, you don't know anything about event planning. (laughs) I didn't know a thing about that. And so even with you, with our relationship, I knew. That at some point I'm gonna have to turn back around and you know swallow my swallow my ish and tell Lisa, girl, I am so sorry. (laughs) I messed that one up because I went too far. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So there are all these time, these little mistakes that you make. There's money left on the table. There's mixing up your bank accounts, you know, because if you ain't made but five thousand dollars in the month and all of your bills are four thousand dollars, what's the point in transferring five thousand (laughs) dollars?
0: I am so glad that we are being truthful because that's, that's, that's when you're starting. And so I think the what we call these kinds of business would be micro businesses. So we don't even start to register yet as true entrepreneurs, you know, with viable businesses, we're still on the micro business side, you know, maybe haven't even cleared the first $25,000 yet, you know, May, we, we may not even be registered. The IRS may not even know who we are just as of yet, you know, we're just mm-hmm. getting started and learning all the things. And it's, 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 it's difficult. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. You never forget your first sale. I'll never forget. Um, Someone told me it was like, Lisa, you've already done the hardest kind of selling that there is. And it was like, you sold somebody on a brand new business and they bought. So somebody bought from you for the first time. And so you were, so it's like, never say that you're not a good salesperson because somebody bought from for the first time when you had no proof, you know, it was first client out and some, somebody cut you a, a sizable check. And so you kind of have to think of it that way. You are, you're learning and you are learning how to become a good salesperson, which A lot of people have problem with the whole sales experience and what that looks like. So
1: even mm, that I had, I had to hire a coach. I had to hire a coach because my daddy is literally a car salesman and we never want to be what our parents are. Right. Right. I'm not trying to be a car salesman and I hated sales, but got to make them. So I hired a sales coach. That was one of the times that I figured out, oh, I got, I've been doing this all backwards. I've been just walking up to people and saying what you need. Here's what I can do. Here's how much it costs. Apparently there's an entire process. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) There's something called BANT questions. Have you ever heard of band?
0: Yes, I have. Yes, yes. Yes, I I have. (laughs)
1: This is like, I mean, and once you learn band questions, I mean, I just yes. did I just well did tell my- everybody,
0: go ahead and explain oh. what band questions are for those of that are listening.
1: For sure. So band is budget, authority, mm-hmm. need, and timeline. Mm-hmm. And there are HubSpot has an amazing resource mm-hmm. with like hundreds of questions in each one of those. So when you first start learning how to do band, it's gonna take you a little bit of time, right? Mm-hmm. Once you figure out how to do band, I'm talking about, I was able to do it in 15 minutes the other day with a guy, just dot, dot, dot. Okay. So what should you know, and I don't start at budget. You started budget, people's hankers go up. It gets all weird. I always started. What do you need? Yes. And we have that conversation, but you know, as you it's just re- a regular conversation at this point. And then mm-hmm. it makes sales so much easier. Yeah.
0: If it's but, just a conversation it's just a conversation. So last, was it a few days ago, um, you had a conversation on LinkedIn and we were talking about networking and meeting people. And I remember, um, I'll never forget Tony Shane, founder of Zappos. Um, I think he passed away during COVID. And one of the things in his book, Delivering Happiness, he said that he would meet people just for the sake of meeting people. And that completely went against my hunt and eat need at the moment as an entrepreneur, because I got bills due. I need to to know who in here (laughs) has deep pockets, who can pay me for this, that. And so that was just so foreign to me. And we all know that one person that goes to a networking meeting and all, they just passing out cards. You don't get two, two words in edgewise because they hi my name is I do this that and the other here's my business card next and you don't get no
1: somebody I kid you not I was at a networking event Mm -hmm. where this lady just I'm talking to somebody that I knew pretty well from the ecosystem I'm having full-fledged conversation this lady just walked up to us handed her a business card handed me a business card and walked off There were no words (laughs) exchanged. The woman literally just handed us business cards and walked off. Oh, Chris. Needless to say, I don't know who that lady is. I have never called her. And if she walked up to me right now, I wouldn't know anything.
0: (laughs) Again, it's that um, intellectual capital that new entrepreneurs lack. And I remember when, so when I was on the task force here in the city of Houston for women and minority businesses, one of the things that we discovered is that there was this, not only was there a lack of access to capital, there was a lack of access to networks. Yes. I don't think that is a barrier that we're soon to knock down just because networks are kept close to the chest. And there's this, you have to prove yourself worthy of my network.
1: The disrespect. On your name. You know how I feel about it.
0: So much so you wrote a whole manifesto. (laughs) So could you please talk about your manifesto and this? Um...
1: <laughs> and it was supposed <laughs> to be the start to a series, but I've looked at it every time. I actually just read it again yesterday and I'm like, enough said. There's <laughs> more to say to you folks. So if you if you listen to this on LinkedIn, on my mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn page, there is an article. It's called I Am Entitled. Mm-hmm. I Am Indeed Entitled. And I wrote it out of frustration that I had, I kept getting, and I was in the worst of times and folks kept trying to tell me, well, you know, it takes 20 years to build things. Sweetheart, I've been working since I was 14 years old. So if I'm 35 and I've been working since I was 14, I already put in my 20 years. So put some respect on my name when I walk up to you and I say I need a piece of information that I don't yet have, mm-hmm. that I need to know someone that I don't yet know. Mm-hmm. The reason I've not gotten to where I need to go is because y'all keep gatekeeping everything as if I'm supposed to give you my left liver. Well, I ain't got it today i going to give you. OK, and then these programs make it seem like they're providing access to us. And that's cute. That's beautiful. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Get your, get your government dollar dollar bills. That's wonderful. Down on the ground, however, you throwing in information at people for 12 weeks and then just sending them off into the world. And it's just like, oh, OK, you know, we gave you what we got. No, you did it. Because Mm -hmm. the person who sponsored that event, the person who sponsored the pitch competition for you, that Wells Fargo connection Mm -hmm. that you have, that Chase connection that you have, that VC connection Mm -hmm. that you have, you deemed that I was not yet ready, that I didn't yet know enough, that you didn't even deign to introduce me to them. Now your girl is entitled, okay? And so I introduced my daggone self <laughs> and I got to know them. But what I saw was that not everybody around me was so bold.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I've been
1: interviewing politicians since I was 14 years old. So there's no one on this planet that intimidates mm-hmm. me. You're just a mm-hmm. regular person. But for yeah. some people, for right. people like my daddy, come on. They are intimidated. And if they're not intimidated, they have already dang, they have already decided that that person is not going to understand me. Right. So I'm not even going to yeah. waste. Them. And that's Absolutely. who Ray is. Ray is the type of person that she is not going to waste her time trying to prove anything to you, trying to get you to listen to her. She's just going to sit back and one day you'll find her. Absolutely. She's
0: like on to the next one. hmm
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I'll get that. I get yep. that. And so and so I um as 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 you keep growing and you keep moving in this space, you start to understand gatekeeping. You start to you start to see it from the other side. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Because the gate is there for a reason.
1: Correct.
0: Because you and I know what we know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think uh, Derek said it best on the call the other day. You know, there are some folks that honestly, listen, I ain't got but so much time in the world. And so, you know, whether I like it or not, there are some people that are not yet ready to have the conversation that I need to have very
0: true very true and so I, I i i get that and i understand that and so one of the things that isa ray said she was like start everybody wants to go talk to oprah everybody wants to go talk to tyler because i i'm in the filmmaking and so you know that and she's in the film industry so that's the analogy that she used but she said work with the people around you and you guys grow together
1: yes yes
0: and i said okay that 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 makes a whole lot of sense And I do remember at one point where I kept running into the same people early on in my entrepreneur journey, I kept running into the same people. These people were neither my clients, but see, if you go back and look relationally, it's like, if I had gone in and wanted to just meet people for the sake of meeting people and not going, you can't pay me, you can't pay me. We we can't do business. And I don't even know if I halfway like you, but do I have to like you to work with you? You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, very, just very immature. Listen, mm-hmm. if we're going to be, we've all done it. And so I'm like, okay, I really, there's a, I, th- there's a, there's a certain tier. So the, where the gatekeepers are staying, you know, we're behind the gatekeeping. And so I got the instruction and it was like, well, Lisa, why don't you go volunteer? Because if people are home Monday through Friday during the day and they have time to volunteer, those are probably people. Mm-hmm. That You just want to start relationship with. Mm-hmm. That was a gangsta move. I was so appreciative of those words of wisdom. <laughs> yes. yes. They have served me well. Yes. They have served me well. And then again, it was just for getting to know people at that point for, for the sake of getting to know people. So Tony say said, getting back to what Tony said, Tony says that he just met people for the sake of meeting people. He didn't the man was running, he was just starting Zappos up, and he needed all kinds of things. But he would go up to bars, you know, he'd be at an event, go to the bar and like, "Hey, how are you doing? Just start up conversations with people. Never mention who he was, what he did. Just learned about the person and asked questions and was genuine yeah. in his approach. And there's something to set about being genuine because people can tell one we know when we're being sold to. Two, we can pretty much tell a snow job when it's kind of, if you're blowing smoke up certain spaces, you know, we Mm. we can really tell, but he was always genuine. And without fail, more more times than not, these people went in and started working for him on some level. They knew somebody who knew somebody, but that wasn't his intent and his approach. And sometimes that can be hard or difficult. Again, if you are hunting and eating as an entrepreneur, Yep. It's like, I really need, look, I need 5k by the end of the week. You know, I have the mm-hmm. mortgage to pay the light bill or kiddo need something. And so I get there. I'm not saying that it's easy. That's why this is not for everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is when I slowed myself down, and got out of that, you know, that race mm-hmm. when I slowed down and I went back to, because as a reporter, that's what I did. I just, the first thing I did, and I reported in uh, dozens of markets, every market, the first thing I did for the first three months is I would just hit people up and say, hey, do you mind having a conversation? I'd love to sit down and get to know you. Tell me about you, right? I wasn't writing yeah. a story about them, anything. I, mm-hmm. you know, we go to lunch. I didn't buy them lunch because that is unethical. Um, But, you know, we would sit and we would have conversation. Once I got back to that in entrepreneurship. One, I started enjoying myself again, Mm -hmm. like truly enjoying myself. And then two, the divine happened. That's when things, you know, when you stop trying to push for stuff, then you leave space for God to do his work. And so what I have found is now it didn't got tight. You and I have had them conversations where it's like, oh, I am against the wire right now. But every single time, He sends what needs to be there because I'm moving more in my purpose and in relationships, right? I get that. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard Mm -hmm. thing to learn. It is a hard thing to learn to know that like at the very base of your soul, it's gonna come exactly when I need it.
0: Absolutely. And so you and I, you, you actually spoke for an event for us um, 2021 to 2022. And mm-hmm. we talked about entrepreneurs stay on your job. And so then you can avoid what Chris and I are talking about. I got thrown in. I, it was sink or swim for me. Right. But some entrepreneur you have there, you can make a decision. You can think of your job as a um, it is funding your dream, mm-hmm. right? So, and I think one of the things that um if if I had to do over again, it was like you definitely you go meet and talk to everybody because you're gonna need you, you will be your IT person. You will be the person that um builds your own website. There are so many things that you do for yourself when you're just getting started, if you don't have capital to do all the things, right? Mm-hmm. So for many of us. We do all the things. I learned how to build WordPress sites not because I was interested in building WordPress sites, but because it was out of necessity. Yep,
1: yep, yeah.
0: I know more about a WordPress site than I care, <laughs> you know. And I've built but, and I've built them for other people. It be- then became another source of revenue because I had to learn it.
1: Might as well use it. Well, okay. That's entrepreneurship. I that- got a. I got a skill. <laughs>
0: that's how this, that's how it works. Right. Um, and so, but if, if, if I had it to do over again, if I had it to do over again, would I do it the same way? Would I, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I had no idea that the market was getting ready to crash. I had no idea that the whole market. I did not know. I don't know.
1: And that's the thing. That was mm-hmm. exactly what I was thinking is, because I'm like, well, would you? The thing about it is I couldn't have done it any differently. Mm. I didn't have anyone around me who ran businesses successfully. Like you, I'd done a couple of little, you know, freelance yeah. type things. Yeah. But I didn't have anyone around me that owned a real business a real, you know, a real, not a side hustle, but a business business that That's was paying, paying
0: taxes, of
1: salary taxes, yeah,
0: insurance, know? all those <laughs> things. All, all the yes. things. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah.
1: I would not have known what I am so blessed. And I, I, this is, this is how my guy works. I'm so blessed that I covered government when I was a mm. reporter. Because that did give me at least a little bit of insight on some terms. But no, I couldn't have done it any differently. Mm -hmm. I don't think either one of us could have because we didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't have the relationships around us. In fact, I had most people that were around me at that time. And you know what? This is a new revelation just in this moment. This just in is Ray and I say. "Uh, I didn't. Oh, shoot. It left me. Are you going to come back? Please come back. It'll come back. It'll come back.
0: It'll come Um, back. We'll be ready for it when it comes back. Yeah,
1: but you know, we didn't have anything around us that told us what direction to go in. Oh, that's what I was going to say. In fact, most of the people around me thought that going into business was stupid. That this was a terrible choice and then you will be poor now they wasn't all the way wrong I have hit poor (laughs) them a couple of times but is it stupid no because there's a purpose on my life it doesn't involve a nine-to-five job yes um but yeah at the time it wasn't any anybody around me but one person, one person that was willing to say. Well, two, because there was Ray, but I didn't mm-hmm. believe. Her. As my baby sister, I don't she's believe. the
0: baby sister. <laughs> what do you know? You're young, right. Now, right? I get that. You know. So I was listening to a podcast, and they were interviewing a gentleman by the name of Max Maxwell, and Max Maxwell is this real estate phen- phenom. Um, killing it and when it comes to wholesale and they were interviewing him and he said he said a couple of things there he was dropping so many gems during this podcast interview and one of the things he said he said that he had made himself unemployable he had started two companies two businesses that failed that sent him couch surfing before he had even turned 30 right and he had had All this success with these businesses before they failed, you know, mortgage crisis, again, reared its ugly head and, you know, killed a lot of, killed a lot of businesses. And he said he had done all these things, but none of it was seen or reflected on his resume. Yeah. So he couldn't get a job Two, He was dyslexic. And so at the time he says there was YouTube university and he said, that to get started, he says, you do not need a coach and you do not need a mentor to start because everything you need is on YouTube. And I couldn't fault him for that. It's like, that's very true. You can, everything you practically look, my husband will fix cars. He'll go to YouTube first, find somebody who's (laughs) done it and then take the YouTube clip, go out (laughs) to the car and do the thing. Right. You can, it is on YouTube. It, It between YouTube, LinkedIn, all this, you will find it. Yep. He says, when you need a coach or a mentor is when you're at step 10 and you need, it's time to grow. It's time to scale and get to these next levels. Things that you have no idea about things that they may not necessarily put on YouTube. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then we start looking at it's like, and by that time it's like, you should have met people who are willing to do that for you, or at least point you in the right direction. And I couldn't fault him on that.
1: Yeah. I said
0: this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There is if, but now it's so you gotta dive, you gotta dig through <laughs> what's real information and what what isn't. And then you also have to convince yourself to listen to them in the same way that I didn't listen to Ray. There are other things that they told us. Okay. Yes. They told me in the beginning, get an LLC so that it can start building its uh its history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it will make it easier for you to get loans. Well, baby, I ain't got money. I ain't got that $300 for that LLC. And quite honestly, you talking about getting a loan. I don't want to get a loan. I don't even know how the hell I'm gonna pay it back to them. See, right? So those
0: are real conversations that entrepreneurs is like, I don't want a loan. It's like, because that means I'm going to be responsible to pay it back. And if you look at my cash flow, it don't always flow.
1: It's not flowing. It's, it's up, it's down, it's down, down, down. Then it's up, then it's down, down, down. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And that one of the things about being an entrepreneur, and especially when you start talking about um s- people in certain so- socioeconomic people of color, is that we typically do, we go into entrepreneurship because we have a skill. Mm-hmm. So it's not, let's go, buy a contracting company, let's go, go buy a trunky company, or let's go buy some Chick-fil-A's or some McDonald's because you got to have some capital in order to do those kinds of things. So we start with, if I do hair, then I'm going to do everybody's hair, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If I can do graphic design, then I'm going to do graphic design. And so we have this, it's a low bar to enter Entrepreneurship, there's a very low bar. It is a low Mm -hmm. bar for micro, micro businesses, entrepreneurship. It's a low bar. It's like, just start telling people I do the thing. And then you do that thing. And you do that thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the, how do you make it pay you on a consistent basis Mm -hmm. at a level that allows you to start building wealth, right? That part. Because especially through the pandemic a lot of folks who go into entrepreneurship are seeking to be able to build wealth in a way that a full-time won't. For me, as a reporter, I started out because I started out in the middle of the daggone uh, mortgage crisis, okay? So I'm talking about my resume was long, okay? I'd been doing internships since I was 14 years old. So I'd worked for all the big people and all of that. My first job, my first year out, I got paid $22,000. When I left journalism, I got paid $45,000 in a year. When I left the county, I got paid $54,000 in a year, right? And so for me, I was one of those people that I was, I mean, I saw, I I saw the writing on the wall, like at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, there is no way I will be able to build wealth with this because Mm -hmm. every paycheck I got $10 left over and I'm trying to decide, does that go in the gas tank or does that go, do I go get some food, let alone a social life, you know? So.
0: And so for those of you who may be saying, well, the $54,000, okay, that is before taxes. So once they do the taxes, once you start adding school loans to that mm-hmm. because you have oh, so- Howard University. <laughs> <laughs> want that money for me. Yes, they st- they want their money, right? And so you start and it, and it's it's a this is a different conversation. Now you're starting talking economics and um you have Gen Z, you still have millennials paying back school loans and never will The way they're saying now, is like Gen Z, Gen Alpha will never be able to buy a house.
1: Mm -hmm. Most of my generation and the generations behind us, baby, building wealth, you got to, you got to do something that ain't been done before. So let's try this entrepreneurship thing, because my mama and them already tried this nine to five. My mama worked 12 hour shifts. So, you know, and wealth is not, has has right. yet been reached in our family. So let me jump out into entrepreneurship. Let's try this thing. Yeah, You need information. And so while that gatekeeping, I understand on this side, mm-hmm. I still ain't far enough that, you know, I completely understand why we gatekeep it so hard, but I can start to, I'm starting to see the fringes of, yes. you know, it's fine thing
0: thing that we're some of us are looking for because i think you said this and you said and and it made so much sense and it was like you have us jumping through all these hoops for a ten thousand dollar
1: grant come on come on like ten thousand dollars now i mean for anyone listening to this conversation and you're like man ten thousand dollars would change the game for me Here's the thing, statistically, statistically, the average burn rate of a growing business is $25,000 a month, a month, the average, and and I have checked this because it was a tech crunch number, I think that I Mm had found, well, the reporter in me, she still resides. And so my friends whose businesses and startups are growing, I have asked them, And I can tell you, I am five for five that, yes, that is about right, that they are burning through $25,000 a month. That's a burn rate. Everybody write that term down. That's a good term. Um, But so, yeah, you got me dedicating 12 weeks to your program, practicing my pitch in the middle of the night. I'm trying to learn what a UVP, MVP, we trying to learn all of this stuff. Just for us to, warrant, to win $10,000. And uh, somebody, one of the organization leaders told me that the reality is, the statistic that all of these programs know is that 90% of businesses fail. Yeah. And so they can't take on the responsibility. Okay. They mm-hmm. can't take on the responsibility. Now they're government funded, but they can't take on the mm-hmm. responsibility of slowing down and making sure that every single person in their cohorts gets this information in a way that they understand it. That they, they can't slow down. They can't waste their their capital and introduce right. these entrepreneurs to other people because ninety percent of them gonna fail. So right. I, want to, you know, shot into the dark for nothing. Let me tell you something. I'm willing to waste that you know me, I got Mm -hmm. no problem introducing somebody to somebody. Yeah. I don't care if it turns into something or nothing because it was the, it was the intent behind it. Right. Right. These programs to say, I'm willing to allow y'all to fail. I'm willing to make you run around like a damn crazy person. And and know that you're probably going to fail. So there, there,
0: there's two sides to this because you have Some people who are in business and they're just so startups, if you're just learning what you're learning, you're just new and you know you're doing something, you're a graphic, let's say graphic designer, or you're doing communications, you're a tactician, and you're just getting started you there may be knowledge gaps where that 10 grand and the program that they're running for you will be absolutely beneficial. So you started to see a lot of $10,000 grants during the pandemic, after the pandemic. And it's like, oh, we want to definitely help these businesses. And, you know, well, these are businesses that have, they've been in business five years, six years, seven years, because your requirements said you had to be in business at least two to three years, right? So Mm -hmm. you've learned some things along the way. That $10,000 was not nearly enough.
1: It didn't go nowhere. you know, we won one of those ten thousand dollar checks. I won one. <laughs> how fa- How How long did yours last?
0: Did it last? Did it go the whole month? Baby. did it Did it go the whole month?
1: Yeah, ours was definitely spent before. We it took us sixty days to get the check.
0: Oh, at least mine did not take sixty days. It was. It was. I shout out to Comcast. That thing came quick, and it was like you got the <laughs> notification. And that thing, and and your money. it was in there. It was like, yeah. thank you, Comcast,
1: much appreciated, much appreciated. But it went, it's the don't know what you don't know. And it's, there was no information on how to best invest that $5,000, that, that 10000 right? Because, so if
0: we're during the pandemic and everything is shut down, and especially for my business, if I'm in videography, I'm not doing anything. And it's like, so having to pivot, and it's like, okay, so what else or what else can I do? Um it became it's like, okay, we have to pay bills, we have to make sure the lights stay on, mortgage gets paid, you know, that kind of thing. And so then to have to, and it's like, you really gonna make me sit through this class? So there's there's there, so when you have more experienced business owners who's been in the game for a minute and cash flow is still an issue it's like, help us address those kinds. It's like, you want to talk about this over here, but can we talk about growth scaling and how I can increase my cash flow? And then let's maybe talk about credit and what that really looks like. How do I generate that? How do I duplicate myself? What does growth? My question was always, how do I grow and scale this? And those were issues that were never discussed Mm -hmm. or brought up in those kinds of conversations or in those grant competitions. Can we talk growth and scale? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: How and do then you do if you that? Don't know if they if they're the programs that do ask the question. They actually dock you for not having the answer, as opposed to slowing down and helping you figure out for yourself how that happens and so, how, what your plan should be. They'll give you some broad strokes. Go do a yes. business.
0: Not understanding that we are building. We don't have MBAs. We are building. We are flying as we're going. Right. We're, fl- we're, 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 we're building while we're flying. And there doesn't seem to be a respect for that, especially if you're not in tech, if you're in, oh, if you're not in beauty. So if you're not in one of either of those two industries, if you're not got a new hair, curly perm, uh, pudding for you to, for the hair or
1: a new app, then. Yep. 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 And they don't, they don't. It's the, it's the slowing down for me. That's Mm. all that it will require is for these programs to take that same ten thousand dollar check that you trying to sit here and have us play crabs in a barrel over. You know, take that ten thousand dollars and invest in advisors. Do you know that the standard rate Mm. that they're paying a lot of advisors for these programs is twenty five dollars an hour? So what kind of daggone advisor do you think is willing to take $25 an hour? I can tell you who they are. They are typically entrepreneurs that really need some cash. They need a little bit of some side cash while they're building up what they're building. That means they usually don't have the expertise in advising. Everyone is not an advisor. True. Or access to networks. Come on. Okay. Because they still trying to build theirs. Right. A real advisor knows how, has to slow down, particularly for first-generation entrepreneurs and deal with the mindset piece. Mm -hmm. But what I experienced in my programs was our advisors were not willing to hear us say, yo, we're having trouble just putting food on the table and you want me to spend another five hours on this damn pitch deck. They wouldn't slow down enough to hear it. They kept like just dismissing it. Oh, well, you you know, that's everybody's problem. What? bruh, we didn't hear about everybody. I put this time with you about Wait a me.
0: minute. So then if it's everybody problem, then why aren't you addressing? See, same. that's the same thing on my nonprofit. My, I have nonprofit friends who work in that space. And okay, that's a whole different conversation. So tell us about because <laughs> we could go on all day with this one. We could. We're to, really
1: good.
0: Tell me about the fam. And your solution, what you have to kind of combat what new entrepreneurs are experiencing and what you and Ray have created to help foster community and give information and build up new entrepreneurs.
1: Let me tell you how much I love the fam. As soon as you mentioned the fam, I got goosebumps. I feel so warm and (laughs) cozy. So... The fam, another Ray brainstorm, um, but it is a family for entrepreneurs. It's a social club, but it is a family for us to lean on each other, not just in business, but also in life. Right, because our life impacts everything that's going on. They want to talk about business women, business men. Okay, but what about the man part? What about the woman part? They got kids. They trying to juggle. They, like we got so much going on. Uh, and so at the fam, we don't get keep. We have elders. Lisa's one of our elders. Uh, our uncles and our aunts are. They are folks that have been in the game. They're compassionate. Because it is compassion that we need when we're working with entrepreneurs. When we're trying to grow our stuff, we need people to be compassionate with us. There's unconditional love is what we're about. There is nothing, because you're going to have them times. Like I talked about before, where I, I may have said the wrong words at the wrong time, you know, at, at the fam, you may flip out. And quite honestly, a lot of folks end up flipping out. That is just the journey, Right. At the FAM, we don't discount what you know as an individual, what your expertise is. Well, in fact, what we say is we respect your gangster. No matter what, your gangster's is respected around here. You could be one day old in business. You could be 20 days old. There is still more to be learned from each other. And so it's a community. And then we're also building platforms to help make sure that our communities can stay connected to each other. Um, So, you know, digital platforms that are 24-7 that when you were going through the ish, you just dial us right on up (laughs) and the fam comes to your rescue. What we have seen is that by providing that community that is well-rounded and willing to share whatever it is they have when you need it, whether it's a shoulder to cry on or an introduction to, you know, your next lead, what we have found is that these entrepreneurs are moving smoother. They are growing their businesses. Can we yet say that we have somebody that has reached their seven figures? No, we can't yet. But that's not what we're trying to do, that, you know what I'm saying? Yet, Right. But what we are seeing is that there is a smoother journey. There isn't as much anxiety that's taken them out. and we're running the numbers this year on who's been involved with the fam over the last seven years. but we believe that we may have a 90 to hundred percent of our members have stayed in business. Remember that 90 percent fell? Our 90% are staying in business. Some have taken full-time jobs as uh, one of our elders used to call it an alternative revenue stream. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but they, they're they alive in the game and mm-hmm. that's because they're encouraged. All we need is encouragement instead yeah. of everything that is just weighing us down and demoralizing mm-hmm. us and telling us at every turn, you probably gonna be part of that 90% who failed." <laughs> we don't yeah. need that, so. I love you. And I so appreciate you for taking on an auntie role. <laughs> Happy to do it.
0: It's it's. It, I believe in sharing what you know, um, because the entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey can be very lonely. And especially if you are the only one. And if people don't understand the entrepreneurial, um, I hate the word hustle, but our experience and the highs and lows of it, especially while you're in the building phase, the learning phase, um, or they call it the storming phase of 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 growing up. And you know, business, that can right?
1: happen whether you're in year one or year 20, has been oh, yeah. our experience. Because we at one point we had some folks telling us, Oh, well, you're a community for business one oh one for new businesses. I'm so glad we didn't listen to them because hmm. we have people who are 20 years in the game and they're either yeah. restarting or they're realizing I've been going yeah. about this all the wrong way. The wrong
0: way. So. And so we entrepreneurs absolutely need spaces where we can feel comfortable sharing, learning, failing, and having um, some places that's like, you know what, I really screwed this up, or I failed, I'm going to have to start over. And when you're not judged, and it's like, come on, and it's like, okay, let's rebuild, let's do the thing. So I appreciate um, what you and Ray have created. I think it's very necessary. Um, I think it's very needed for entrepreneurs who don't necessarily have the support, who don't have community, who don't have the networks. It's a safe space to learn and grow. And so I appreciate you too for for doing that and all the entrepreneurs that are inside the fam Um I think I think it's absolutely beautiful. So tell people how they can get in touch with you, give us websites, give us social media, and of course I'll link everything in the show notes, but how can people best get in touch with you for more information?
1: Absolutely. The best way to get in touch with me is to email heyhey@catchchris.com. Uh you can also go to catchchris.com. And if you're looking to get connected to the fam, we are. We have two programs that are starting to launch in the next month on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll be having conversations and giving some of the that free game uh, on the LinkedIn page. So if you look for the fam F A M, uh, then you ought to find it. And if nothing else, go to go to my my LinkedIn page and it'll be on there.
0: And how are we spelling Chris? Because, you know, there are multiple ways, number of ways to spell Chris. So how are we spelling catchchris.com?
1: You so right. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no H in Chris. C-R-
0: and there's no K either. Okay.
1: There's no K. It is C-R-I-S.
0: Got it. Got it. And I'll um, definitely have links. Chris, thank you so much. I have enjoyed this conversation probably a little bit more than I should have but I do I love entrepreneurism and I love um people that venture out into this space it's because it's not easy it, it's not easy the rewards can man the wins can be phenomenal but the lows can be very very low and mm-hmm. so um Thanks again for being on the show. I hope everyone will go and find the fam on LinkedIn and and connect and be a part of this wonderful organization. All right, everybody, that's this episode of the This Woman Knows podcast. We'll be back um, next time. And we hope that you'll join us. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of This Woman Knows Podcast. For show notes, blog posts, guest booking information, and sponsorship opportunities, visit us online at www.thiswomanknows.com today.